Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Here's your host, Kyle Charter. Purdue escaped its homecoming game with FAU Saturday, winning by a couple to even its record before the Big Ten restart against Minnesota this weekend. But the win comes with questions. That's and the start of basketball practice. We'll discuss those items on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters here with Tom Geenhart, Brian Newbert to talk some hoops here in just a moment. Uh, escape. That's the word, right, Tom? I mean, Purdue had to do about everything it could possibly do just to come out of there with a victory. It was not pretty. Uh, Purdue certainly did not cover but a win is a win. And, look, let, let's be honest here. I, I do think that on the positive, you have to give Purdue some credit for finding a way when it has upwards of half a dozen critical guys, starters, or that next man up who plays significantly out with injury, including your starting quarterback, who is one of the best in the Big Ten, if not one of the best in the country, uh, Purdue was able to get a win, and so that does count for something. Yeah, I think that's a good one-word headline, Kyle. Escape. I call it a harrowing victory. Uh, anybody who watched it, I think, would concur. Like you said, um, on a positive note, again, um, uh, to make that play at the end, after you have to punt the ball back to Florida Atlantic, right, you're clinging to that, what, two-point lead, and here we go again, right? But this time the defense delivers, of course, Jacob Wahlberg with the force fumble, Snoozy Kane with the scoop, game over. So uh, that was good to see, right? And uh, even, even I guess, early in the fourth quarter on the uh, tip ball by Wahlberg that Chris Jefferson got to kill a drive as well by FAU was nice to see by the defense. But, yeah, you're right. I think uh, you can make a laundry list of issues Purdue needs to address on both sides of the ball. Obviously, Kyle, story number one as Minnesota week dawns here is, is the status of O'Connell. Will he play? Won't he play? That was the first question I asked Jeff Brom in the postgame presser late Saturday night, uh, the status of AOC. He said, well, could be this week, could be next week. We'll play it by ear. So maybe we'll find out more today. I, I doubt it. Probably going to be another game time decision. But, Kyle, I think we all can agree, right? But he certainly needs number 16 under center if he wants to get its first win ever at the Huntington Bank Stadium where it's 0-6. Yeah, that's certainly uh, topic number one. We'll get into some of the nuance here in just a moment. Let's take a break. This is Gold and Black Radio. Heading to see the Boilermakers take on the Wisconsin Badgers on October 22nd. Sign up to win four tickets at an overnight stay at Sand Valley, a Midwest resort located just an hour and a half from Madison. Complimentary shuttle to the game is included. Visit sandvalleypursuits.com. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at twdesignbuild.com. AZ Pizza is teaming up with Aiden O'Connell on the Aiden's Air Raid Pizza all September long. Aiden likes his AZ loaded with barbecue, pulled pork, peppers, and Grippo's potato chips. 
Music is owned by former walk-on football player Brad Niemeyer with locations in Lafayette, Evansville, Indianapolis, and more. Check it out at azpizza.com, A-Z-Z-I-P-P-I-Z-Z-A.com. All right, Tom, let's, uh, let's jump into this. You're right. Uh, speaking of, uh, of O'Connell and pizza, uh, he, he does, uh, you know, if that would help him get healthy, that would be just awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, if that would do the trick, my back would feel really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised in the post game uh, that my assumption, and and maybe that's the danger of making assumptions, is that that Aiden O'Connell had a minor injury that maybe had a bit a Big Ten game he could have gone, and that you know this was a one game sit out he'll be back against Minnesota. It certainly uh, did not seem that rosy of a picture immediately after the game. Uh, by by Jeff Brom that you know Aiden O'Connell might be out here for some certain period of time and man does that really handcuff um, what Purdue wants to be able to do offensively? You know maybe it's a bit of gamesmanship by Jeff Brom too, Kyle. Um, again, I'm just wanting to keep Minnesota guessing. I, I think it's going to probably be this way throughout the entire week. Again, well, it's going to be the same scenario this Saturday as it was last Saturday where we really won't find out. Until before kickoff, right? So, uh, again, we all know AOC's value to this offense from a, from a passing standpoint, from a vertical passing standpoint, right? The big play downfield through the air was not there Saturday. The offense was largely, what, east-west, a lot of passes to the perimeter, to the sidelines, to the edges, to the running back, Charlie Jones. So, Again, they need that big play explosive ability in the passing game to really make this offense go. Now, Kyle, you give the offensive staff credit, right? They, 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 they didn't ask Burton probably do what he couldn't do. And they schemed some good things for him, especially running the football. We saw some options, some quarterback draw, and other things, some rolling out. Uh, but, of course, Kyle, all that's on film now, right? And the Gophers are going to be – they're going to be coached up for it. So, uh, again, we'll have to wait, I think, until Saturday to find out who the quarterback is, so. Uh, um, but, again, uh, it's obviously a key question. But, you know, also on a positive note, too, Kyle, I think is the, uh, the play of the running backs without King Daru. I know it was on the FAU. Still Dylan Downing, especially Devin Mock, could be catching the ball. He had another layer to his skill set we hadn't seen, and the kid just continues to amaze a lot of people. Yeah, those guys were good, and I think pretty rushed for 180 yards or whatever. I mean, the Boilermakers are going to have to have more balance going forward. If Austin Burton is the quarterback, if he is the guy, uh, now that he is on film, there's just no doubt that Minnesota is going to crowd the line of scrimmage, right? I mean, they're going to bring both safeties up, have them play within 10 or 15 yards of the line of scrimmage and see if Purdue can do what it typically does and throw the ball over the top. Uh, Can Purdue do that? (laughs) Will, Will Purdue try to do that with Austin Burton? You know, how does it sort of, game plan then to, to strike back against that or do you see Michael Limo come in there well I mean what you know Purdue I think that was sort of the goal I think by putting the backup to the backup mm-hmm. into the game there in the second quarter it didn't work out and Purdue still won the game but uh, it just seems like now with stuff on film on what Purdue wants to do with Burton that Purdue is going to have to find a way uh, to to change that up whether it's trick plays gadgets just letting Burton fire the ball down the field, something, or Minnesota's just going to sit on that underneath stuff. 
Yeah, you're going to have to take some shots downfield, I think, if it is Burton, um, just to try to loosen up. Like you said, Kyle, what figures to be a Minnesota defense that's got that extra man in the box and is daring for you to throw deep. Um, you know, Kyle, may, maybe the real issue, or certainly an issue every bit as big as the quarterback question that looms over Purdue is, is the is the Purdue defense, right? Uh, facing yeah. uh, a Minnesota offense that's working with surgical precision right now. It's about as subtle as a punch in the face usually, right? you got a huge offensive line. They want to jam the ball right down your throat. One of the best running backs in the Big Ten, if not the nation, and Moa Ibrahim. Um, and then Tanner Morgan, right? I don't need to remind Purdue fans about Tanner Morgan, what he's done to the Boilermakers during his Minnesota tenure. And he's coming off a spectacular game at East Lansing where they destroyed the Spartans 34-7. to uh, So, again, um, the Purdue defense, Kyle, the secondary in particular, Reese Taylor didn't play. Every member of that secondary, Susie Kane, Cam Allen at, at safety, Jamari Brown, Corey Trice at corner, Kyle, they played every snap. And Chris Jefferson, yeah. something from Jalen Graham, played all but two snaps. So that's a lot of football. There's no depth back there. They really miss Jalen Graham. I think obviously we understand that. He's not coming back, I doubt, this week. Will Reese Taylor be back to get some of those guys relief? I don't know, but depth's an issue in the secondary, and, of course, coverage as well, and even the coverage scheme has been a must-discussed topic coming out of that game, uh, sadly not against FAU. Yeah, does Purdue change anything there? I mean, look, it, 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 Purdue is, is trying to stop the run. It's loading up to do so. It's leaving its corners, who we think are good, but it's leaving them out one-on-one often. I'm not sure those guys are the fastest cornerbacks, though they're they're bigger and more physical. Uh, but leaving them one-on-one like that just – I mean, it just seems – against Minnesota, it seems like a recipe for potential disaster uh, down the field. I mean, it, it feels like Purdue's got to change something up that it's doing a little bit in secondary because it's going from what you feel like is a strength to guys running open. Yeah, you know, they Minnesota lost Chris Altman-Bell to an injury earlier this year. So yeah. that's, hopefully that's a benefit for Purdue. But, Kyle, I still think, given who you're playing, I understand Tanner Morgan's ability to throw the football. I still think you have to commit to trying to slow down the ground game because if Minnesota's able to pound you five, six yards per pop, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your pass defense, right? So you have to start there and just hope the coverage tightens, right? Well, hopefully you guys can stay with the Minnesota receivers. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you still sit out of that single high safety with Cam Allen, the lone guy deep, and, and you know, the corners manned up again just so they can get an extra guy in the box like Sanusi Kane. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I can't pick an alternative, to be honest with you. You can't pick anybody off the waiver wire. You have to try to slow down that run and begin to do so. you got to commit that extra guy to the box instead of having the second safety uh, playing back there with Cam Allen to help you against the pass. I know you'll talk to Jeff Brom here in just a bit after we record this podcast. Uh, half dozen guys, at the very least, at least of the ones who were, you know, like significant guys. I mean, we're talking about starters. Uh, that's basically yeah. a, a, a fourth, almost a fourth, a fifth of, of the guys who, who are playing out there on, on a usual Saturday. The new ones were Cam Craig, and, mm-hmm. and Reese Taylor, who sort of you know, surprised me at least on on Saturday afternoon. Any idea if any of these guys 
Jalen Graham, Taylor, Craig, uh, who else is Purdue missing? A couple other guys out there, uh, you know, Brock Thompson. Any yeah. chance Purdue could start to get some of these guys back this week or at least sometime soon? We'll have to see. I think I think Jeff Brom is going to be kind of mum again this week to say game time on, on several players, just sort of like he did last week. He's a generic. Certainly Purdue needs these guys back, right? Cam Craig, Kyle, his snaps are limited anyway because of his back. It's been an issue his entire career, so he always manages his workload. And I, 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 I'm guessing that's probably the issue with Cam Craig. I'm not sure about Reese Taylor, but that was a surprise, obviously, to the cornerback which really helps them with depth from Indiana. Brock Thompson um, missed two games in a row, Kyle. He hasn't even dressed in Syracuse against FAU. I think you probably see Brock practice this week and with a good shot maybe to get on the field. Uh, that certainly will help Charlie Jones. I think a Jones-Thompson you know, wideout tandem would really be dynamic. So I guess I'm hopeful for Brock Thompson. And then uh, King DeRue. I think initially it was going to be two games with his calf. I wouldn't be shocked if we see King Drew back out there. I, I kind of expect him maybe to return. Jalen Graham, I think initially this was a four- or five-week deal with his fractured tibia. I guess I'm doubtful we see number six back there as much as Purdue needs him. And then AOC, right? You know what, Kyle? I'm, 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 I'm not basing this on any inside information, but I, I still think we're going to see, that, see him play up there. I think he's going to do all he can to get on the field because we all understand – the urgency that really surrounds this game for Purdue. And uh, I, I really think um, he's going to be the guy that gets the call. I could be wrong. Um, but, again, uh, I, I think number 16 may have a good chance to get back out there. We'll have to just wait and see, though, I guess. We will, and we'll uh, look for the news, of course, on the site, goldenblack.com. Should be a very intriguing week, Tom. Thank you. Take care, buddy. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll bring in Brian Newber, talk a little bit of hoops. Yeah, basketball gets underway on Tuesday with official practices. Uh, we'll discuss that with him coming up next on Golden Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, Industrial Classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Easton Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. 
If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up game, same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. The payout's bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Gold and Black to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code Gold and Black. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes at goldenblack.com for details. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group is your local farm grand farmland specialists with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, that's 765-587-3185. Want to eat like Aiden O'Connell? Try Aiden's Air Raid A-Zip Pizza all September long. Available in Lafayette, Indianapolis, and Evansville at A-Zip Pizza. That's azippizza.com, A-Z-Z-I-P-P-I-Z-Z-A.com. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Kyle here with Brian. I'm always pumped for some morning pizza here on these these Monday mornings. Um, also pumped for basketball, Brian, which gets underway on Tuesday. Official practices, official practices on September 26th. Remember when it was like back in the day? Well, what was it like 15 years ago now? Maybe it was just like a hard start for everyone on October 15th. Seems crazy that. Uh, Official practice is September 26th, but they've actually, you know, had, what, like 10 hours a week or whatever it is for, for, for workouts yeah. and individual stuff with coaches. It, it's not quite the same as, as what it used to be back in the day, but uh, it does represent, uh, I think, a milestone here as we start to get ready for the season. Yeah, um, it's not as significant as it used to be because every team in the country has been practicing like this since June, just not as often as they can now. Now you can start yeah. practicing, you know, pretty much every day. Whereas in the summer and in the fall, you only had X number of hours, and coaches kind of handle that differently how they want to use their time uh, and all that kind of stuff. But now it's things get a little more serious here. I think it is more important for Purdue this year than normal because they had half a team for most of the off season. Um, now obviously they have everybody; everybody's healthy, uh, so you can kind of put your best foot forward, try to make up for some lost time here. Uh, you do have some newcomers here who have to learn. Uh, I think the player with the uh, most important learning curve on this team, that's not to say the most steep learning curve, but I think the most important learning curve is Braden Smith, uh, the only point guard on your roster right now. And he yeah. missed a lot of practice in the off season and in the summer and all that stuff. And I, I think it's really significant for him and Fletcher Lawyer to, you know, be out there, be out there a lot and really kind of make up for, um, uh, 
in Braden Smith's case, make up for lost time this summer. In Fletcher Lawyer's case, kind of keep moving forward because I think those guys are going to have to uh, are, are going to have to play pretty significant roles for Purdue this season. It's an interesting off season headed into this year because we we do know a lot of the personnel. I mean, Purdue has a lot of personnel returning. We know these these pieces. We know what Zach Eady is and, and Mason Gillis and Caleb First and um, you know you, you you go down the list. Yet Purdue's going to be a very very different team than what it was last year with guys playing uh, very different roles as well. It makes it an important. Um, especially considering Purdue has not had everybody here uh, over the summer leading into the official practices. It makes this a pretty critical time for Purdue to, uh, to figure out roles, to, to, you know, to piece this back together um, in a way that's, that's very different than what Purdue did last year. Yeah, you kind of know the pieces, but you, you really sort of don't because there are a lot of new guys. Uh, yeah, you know, also factoring in Trey Kaufman, Ryan, and Brian Waddell coming in a red shirt. Um, but what you don't know is how the pieces all fit. You might know the pieces, but you don't know how the whole how the whole thing comes together. And what Purdue needs is Purdue needs some guys here who are going to, you know, produce at much higher levels. Uh, that historically hasn't always meant changing as a player. It just meant it just means do more of what you do uh, well. Uh, I think that's something that will apply to guys like Ethan Morton and whatnot. And uh, whereas you don't want them to trans- try to transform as players and do things that aren't necessarily their comfort zone or their strength, you just want them to be out there more and, you know, produce the way they've always produced more and then figure out how to fill some of those gaps that you don't want guys to change, to think they have to change to fill. Uh, you know, scoring obviously being one thing. I, I kind of go back to Nojel Eastern's junior year. Uh, at Purdue where he was a guy who brought tremendous value to a really good team the year before. And then, um, you know, seemed to think he had to be more of a scorer uh, the following year because Carson Edwards and Ryan Klein were gone. And, you know, I don't know if that necessarily played to his strengths. Purdue has to make sure that guys don't try to do too much or try to do things they're not good at because they think the team needs it. Um, Purdue needs scorers, uh, though. I mean, I I think that's one of the biggest questions kind of coming into, uh, you know, preseason practice, at least on paper. I think there are a lot of questions, but I think when you look at just kind of the the line item productivity questions, I think you need some – I think you have playmakers. You have guys in in Braden Smith and Ethan Morton who are going to be good ball movers, who are going to make people around them better. Uh, But what you need is play finishers. And I think, you know, Brandon Newman's going to have a great opportunity here. There's still a lot of stuff he has to do to make sure that he's in a very different standing than he was last season. Uh, you know, Fletcher Lawyer, I think, is a shot maker. Uh, you've got some more athleticism on the wing. Uh, you've got some more low post options in terms of maybe getting Caleb Firstwell involved, Trey Kaufman Wren involved. Obviously, Zach Eadie's the guy you're looking to for offense, but you have to get some weapons around him to kind of provide balance and, 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 and put him in better positions to succeed. Uh, so that's where they have to really figure some things out here. Uh, maybe not necessarily in the preseason, but kind of early in the season and things like that. But what that, that they can't really have happen is for an Ethan Morton or, uh, or uh, you know, Braden Smith to decide, oh, Purdue needs scoring. So even though that's not maybe what I am as a player, I need to go out and average 15 a game. And that's just not going to be – that's just not going to be productive if that's the sort of thing that happens. I don't think there's any red flags in that area. Um, but it, it, it is something that I think broadly is going to be important for this team. 
Big picture, Purdue had a, a very talented team uh, last year with a, a very high ceiling. Um, it probably did not reach that high ceiling. Seemingly, Purdue is less talented this year with seemingly a, a lower ceiling. Is there a possibility, though, that Purdue could be better this season than it was last year? No, I don't think so. Um, Purdue was number one in the country at one point last season. How many games did they win last yeah. year? It's going to be – I mean, I yeah. think people I think people are looking at Purdue – you know, Purdue underachieved last season. I mean, that's, that's, that's hard to dispute. They had one of the best teams in college basketball, and they came away with very little to show for it in terms of championships and, you know, things like that. Uh, they had one of the best teams in college basketball, though, and I think people look back on that team as, you know, for that – more than how good they were. And I think that, you know, to a certain extent, and I wish I'd come up with this descriptor last year when it was more relevant, but I think <laughs> Purdue last year was too good for its own good. You know, they, they, they had so much talent and they had so much just raw ability that that kind of obscured the little things for them. And that sort of drove them in a direction that was very un-Purdue-like. And that's why they underachieved last year. Had they just been a little more like what Purdue historically has tried to be, just a little bit, you know, not not wholesale yeah. different, just a little bit. If you just turned the ball over less, if you just taken defense to heart a little earlier in the season and a lot more consistently, um, you're talking about the difference between you underachieving and between you just doing things that this program's not done in a very, very long time. And, I do think what where this team is not nearly as talented as last year's team, uh, and I, I'm very comfortable saying not nearly as talented, uh, I think they will be a little bit more Purdue-like. I think they'll have a much lower ceiling, uh, yeah. which is to say last year's team's ceiling was infinite. But they just didn't deliver on you know the absolute nth degree of their potential. Uh, yeah. I think this team has a lower ceiling, but I think you'll see some things in this team that you didn't always see in last year's team uh, in terms of them being better with the basketball, better with their decision-making. I think they'll be a better defensive team because I think they'll, they'll have to be. They'll have no choice. If they're not solid in those areas, they're, they're not going to have success this year. I, that's just They're just yeah. not going to out-talent people this year. They're talented enough to win a lot of games, I think, but they're not talented enough to just roll the ball out and just roll people over like last year's team you know, could, especially earlier in the season. Uh, I think this might be a little bit more of a Big Ten compatible uh, sort of team for that reason. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think this team has, has the same sort of you know, ceiling as last year's team did. I, I don't, I don't, I, it, I'd be really hard-pressed to say they'd have a chance to be better than last year's team. Now, if this year's team delivers on what I think they can be, and they played a theoretical matchup with last year's team, this team would drive last year's team nuts um, because <laughs> of, I think, what they might be able to do in terms of taking care of the basketball and, and you know, taking defense a little more seriously and kind of things like that. But I don't think I don't think they'd beat them. Yeah. They did win a that big bowl of Cheez-Its last year. That was, that was good. Big bowl of Cheez-Its. Where was the health department that was last year at? I mean, there's, there's, you can't be eating food out of, out of, especially during COVID. What are we doing here? You can't be eating snack food out of, out of trophies. It, it, it's just out of it's gross. Uh, it's unhealthy. 
All right, thank you, Brian. We'll look forward to uh, to some basketball reports this week. Thank you. All right, no problem. All right, that'll do it for the podcast for this week. Of course, uh, hoops uh, at goldandblack.com will be a, a week full of news in, in football as well, I would imagine, including uh, from the Jeff Brown Monday press conference. Be sure to check that out on the website also. If you do like the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars. Leave us a comment also. Thanks to our sponsors as well for helping us put on this weekly podcast and all the others we do during the week. We'll have the pregame football for you that will drop uh, mid-morning on Friday as Purdue sets for Minnesota as well. For Tom Deanhart and Brian Newbert, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio.